This is about Amrita Shergill. Amrita Shergill, 30th January 1913 to 5 December 1941, was an eminent Hungarian Indian painter. She has been called as one of the greatest avant-garde women artists of early 20th century and a pioneer in modern Indian art. Drawn to painting at a young age, Shergill started getting formal lessons in the art at the age of 8. She first gained recognition at the age of 19 for her oil painting entitled Young Girls, 1932. Shergill travelled throughout her life to countries including Turkey, France and India deriving heavily from their art styles and cultures. Shergill is considered an important woman painter of 20th century India, whose legacy stands on a level with that of the pioneers of Bengal Renaissance. She was also an avid reader and a pianist. Shergill's paintings are among the most expensive by Indian women painters today, although few acknowledged her work when she was alive. Her letters reveal same-sex affairs. Early Life and Education Amrita Shergill was born on 30 January 1913 in Budapest, Hungary to Umrao Singh Shergill Majithia, a Jardzik aristocrat and a scholar in Sanskrit and Persian and Murray Antoinette Gotsman, a Hungarian-Jewish opera singer who came from an affluent bourgeois family. Her parents first met in 1912 while Murray Antoinette was visiting Lahore. Her mother came to India as a companion of Princess Bamba Sudalan, the granddaughter of Maharaja Ranjit Singh. Shergill was the eldest of two daughters. Her younger sister was Indira Sundaram, named Ni Shergill, born in March 1940, mother of the contemporary artist Vivan Sundaram. She spent most of early childhood in Budapest. She was the niece of Indologist Arvind Bhakte. Bhakti noticed Shergill's artistic talents during his visit to Shimla in 1926 and was an advocate of Shergill pursuing art. He guided her by critiquing her work and gave her an academic foundation to grow on. When she was a young girl, she would paint the servants in her house and get them to model for her. The memories of these models would eventually lead to her return to India. Her family faced financial problems in Hungary. In 1921, her family moved to Summerhill, Shimla, and Shergill soon began learning piano and violin. By age 9, she, along with her younger sister Indra, was giving concerts and acting in plays at Shimla's Gaiety Theatre at Mall Road. Though she was already painting since the age of 5, she formally started learning painting at age 8. Shergill started getting formal lessons in the art by Major Whitmarsh, who was later replaced by B1 Pateman. In Shimla, Shergill lived a relatively privileged life. As a child, she was expelled from her convent school for declaring herself as a theist. In 1923, Marie came to know an Italian sculptor who was living at Shimla at the time. In 1924, when he returned to Italy, she too moved there along with Amrita and got her enrolled at Santa Annunziata Art School at Florence. 
Though Amrita didn't stay at this school for long, returned to India in 1924. It was here that she was exposed to works of Italian masters. At 16, Shergill sailed to Europe with her mother to train as a painter at Paris. First at the Academia di la Grande Chaumière under Pierre Vaillant and Lucien Simon, where she met Boris Tazlitsky. and later at the Ecole des Box Arts from 1930 to 1934 she drew inspiration from european painters such as paul cezanne and paul gauguin while working under the influence of her teacher lucien simon and the company of artists friends and lovers like tazlitsky while in paris she is said to have painted with conviction and maturity rarely seen in a 16 year old In 1931 Shergill was briefly engaged to Yusuf Ali Khan but rumors spread that she was also having an affair with her first cousin and later husband Victor Egan about her career from 1932 to 1936 early career european and western styles Shergill's early paintings displayed a significant influence of western modes of painting especially as practiced in the bohemian circles of Paris in early 1930s. Her 1932 oil paintings Young Girls came as a breakthrough for her. The work won her accolades including a gold medal and election as an associate of the Grand Salon in Paris in 1933. She was the youngest ever member and the only Asian to have received this recognition. Her work during this time included a number of self-portraits as well as life in Paris, nude studies, still life studies and portraits of friends and fellow students. The National Gallery of Modern Art in New Delhi describes her self-portraits she made while in Paris as capturing the artist in her many moods, somber, pensive and joyous, while revealing a narcissistic streak in her personality. When she was in Paris one of her professors often said that judging by the richness of her coloring that Shergill was not in her element in the west and that her artistic personality would find its true atmosphere in east in 1933 Shergill began to be haunted by an intense longing to return to India feeling in some strange way that there lay my destiny as a painter Shergill returned to India at the end of 1934 In May 1935, Shergill met the English journalist Malcolm Muggeridge, then working as assistant editor and leader writer for the Calcutta Statesman. Both Muggeridge and Shergill stayed at the family home at Summerhill, Shimla, and a short, intense affair took place during which she painted a casual portrait of her new lover. The painting now with the National Gallery of Modern Art in New Delhi. By September 1935, Amrita saw Muggeridge off as he travelled back to England for new development and employment. She left herself for travel in 1936 at the behest of an art collector and critic, Karl Khandalawala, who encouraged her to pursue her passion for discovering her Indian roots. In India, she began a quest for the rediscovery of the traditions of Indian art, which was to continue till her death. She was greatly impressed and influenced by the Mughals and Pahari schools of painting and the cave paintings at Ajanta. Later career influence of Indian art 1937 till 1941. Later in 1937 she toured South India and produced her South Indian trilogy of paintings 
bride's toilet, brahmacharis, and South Indian villagers going to market following her visit to the Ajanta Caves, where she, when she made a conscious attempt to return to classical Indian art. These paintings reveal her passionate sense of color and an equally passionate empathy for her Indian subjects who are often depicted in their poverty and despair. By now, the transformation of her work was complete and she had found her artistic mission which was, according to her, to express the life of Indian people through her canvas. While in Saraya, Shergill wrote to a friend thus, I can only paint in India. Europe belongs to Picasso, Matisse, Braque. India belongs to only me. Her stay in India marks the beginning of a new phase in her artistic development, one that was distinct from the European phase of the interwar years when her work showed an engagement with the works of Hungarian painters, especially the Nagyabangya school of painting. Shergill married her Hungarian first cousin, Dr. Victor Egan, when she was 25. Dr. Egan had helped Shergill obtain abortions on at least two occasions prior to their marriage. She moved with him to India to stay at her paternal family's home in Saraya, Sardarnagar, Chauri Chaura in Gorakhpur. Thus began her second phase of painting, which equals in its impact on Indian art with the likes of Rabindranath Tagore and Jamini Roy of the Bengal School of Art. The Calcutta group of artists which transformed the Indian art scene was to start only in 1943 and the progressive artists group with Francis Newton Souza, Aura Bakre Gade, Amephusen and S.H. Raza among its foundation founders lay further ahead in 1948. Amrita's art was strongly influenced by the paintings of the two Tagores, Rabindranath and Abhanindranath, who were the pioneers of Bengal school of painting. Her portraits of women resemble works by Rabindranath, while the use of chiaroscuro and bright colors reflect the influence of Abhanindranath. It was during her stay at Saraya that she painted the village scene. In the ladies' enclosure and siesta, of all of which portray the leisurely rhythms of life in rural India, siesta and the ladies' enclosure reflect her experimentation with the miniature school of painting, while village scene reflects influences of the Pahadi school of painting. Although acclaimed by art critics Karl Khandalawala in Bombay and Charles Fabry in Lahore as the greatest painter of the century, Amrita's paintings found few buyers. She traveled across India with her paintings, but the Nawab Salar Jung of Hyderabad returned them, and the Maharaja of Mysore chose Ravi Verma's painting over hers. Although from a family that was closely tied to British Raj, Amrita herself was Congress sympathizer. She was attracted to the poor, distressed and deprived and the deprived in paintings of Indian villagers and women are meditative reflection of their condition. She was also attracted by Gandhi's philosophy and lifestyle. Nehru was charmed by her beauty and talent and when he went to Gorakhpur in October 1940, he visited her at Saraya. Her paintings were one stage even considered for use in the Congress propaganda for village reconstruction. However, despite being friends with Nehru, Shergill never drew his portrait, supposedly because the artist thought that he was too good-looking. Nehru attended her exhibition held in New Delhi in February 1937. 
Shergill exchanged letters with Nehru for a time, but those letters were burned by her parents when she was away getting married in Budapest. In September 1941, Victor and Amrita moved to Lahore, then an undivided India and a major cultural and artistic center. She lived and painted at 23 Gangaram Mansions, the mall Lahore, where her studio was on the top floor of the townhouse she inhabited. Amrita was known for her many affairs with both men and women, and many of the latter she also painted. Her work, Two Women, is thought to be a painting of herself and her lover, Marie Luzi. Some of her later works include The Heathen, 1937, Red Brick House, 1938, Hill Scene, 1938, and The Bride, 1940, among others. Her last work was left unfinished by her just prior to death in December 1941. In 1941, at age 28, just days before the opening of her first major solo show in Lahore, she became seriously ill and stepped into coma. She later died around midnight on 6 December 1941, leaving behind a large volume of work. The reason for her death has never been ascertained. A failed abortion and subsequent peritonitis have been suggested as possible causes for her death. Her mother accused her doctor husband, Victor, for having her murdered. However, the day after her death, Britain declared war on Hungary and Victor was sent to jail as a national enemy. Amrita was cremated on 7 December 1941 at Lahore. Legacy Shergill's art has influenced generations of Indian artists from Sayyid Haider Raza to Arpita Singh and her depiction of the plight of women has made her art a beacon for women at large both in India and abroad. The government of India has declared her works as national art treasures and most of them are housed in the National Gallery of Modern Art in New Delhi. Some of her paintings also hang at the Lahore Museum. A postage stamp depicting her painting Hill Woman was released in 1978 by India Post. And Amrita Shirgil Mark is a road in Lutyan's Delhi named after her. Her work is deemed to be so important to Indian culture that when it is sold in India, the Indian government has stipulated that the art must stay in the country. Fewer than 10 of her works have been sold globally. In 2006, her painting Village Scene sold for 6.9 crores at an auction in New Delhi, which was at that time the highest amount ever paid for a painting in India. The Indian Cultural Center in Budapest is named the Amrita Shergill Cultural Center. Contemporary artists in India have recreated and reinterpreted her works. Besides remaining an inspiration to many, a contemporary Indian artist in 1993, she also became the inspiration behind the Urdu play Tumhari Amrita. UNESCO announced 2013, the 100th anniversary of Shergill's birth, to be the International Year of Amrita Shergill. Shergill's work is a key theme in the contemporary Indian novel Faking It by Amrita Chaudhary. Aurora Zogoibi, a character in Salman Rushdie's 1995 novel The Moor's Last Sigh, was inspired by Shergill. Shergill was sometimes known as India's Frida Kahlo of the revolutionary way she blended Western and traditional art forms. In 2018, the New York Times published 
appellated obituary for her. This was larger than life story of Amrita Shirkil.